Oh, I <laughs> I know some um something funny to say. Let's hear let's hear what the Sarah has to say, what the snail has thought of. Something funny. <laughs> That was it. So you told me to tell you something funny. Oh my god, <laughs> bro. Okay, we're quitting this podcast right now. Have a good night, guys. Take a sit, because we just don't quit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Red Rum and Red Wine podcast. This is your host, who has had a big, fat glass of wine, Kristen. This is your other host, who's had a couple of margaritas and Trulies, Sarah. Hi. Hi. Why are you drinking a bunch of wine, Kristen? Oh, Buck, I forgot I was going to tell you this. Thank you for reminding me. I just had the scariest experience, I think, of my life. Ooh. So don't ever have children. And I'm going to tell okay. you why. I'm going to tell you a valid reason why you should never have kids. Oh, no. I was getting Theodore to sleep. He has, He's going through some sleep regression right now. Mm-hmm. He only likes to sleep with Mama, you know. He loves mm-hmm. me. So we were in bed, and I was waiting for him to go to sleep, and then he starts patting my face, and I think it's cute, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, you're silly, just go to bed. Well, then he starts waving, like a high, which is really only thing he knows how to do right now, like hand-wise and like high-five, mm-hmm. but he starts waving, and I'm like, what the f- excuse me? So I- <laughs> it's pitch black in my room, so I turn around. I'm facing the wall, so my back is towards the entire room. So at first I was like, shit, did my mom maybe come in to my room to check on us? I don't fucking know. I'm trying to think of something logical. No one is there. Were his eyes open? Yes. Who was my child (gasps) waving at? Oh. I'm burning the house down. Don't tell my insurance company. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so why are you uh, drinking? <laughs> um, all right, so we are in Kentucky for vacation. So we road tripped up here and yesterday while driving, we actually almost died like okay. two times within the same experience. It was crazy. We we're driving and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this really hard rain starts coming down. And we were driving in the passing lane behind a semi truck. And we were both passing another semi truck. So we were like going, Mm-mm. going, and then the rain starts. And Mm-mm. we're blocked in by the semi truck we we're passing. And on the other side is the guard wall, you know. And then it starts raining and we can't see the 18 wheeler in front of us and for a few seconds it was fucking gnarly but blake had it under control and yeah, thank I god you weren't driving because yeah i would have I, <laughs> I don't know and Died. um 
<laughs> I noticed that the 18-wheeler in front of us started braking. Luckily, like, we could see his lights when he pressed on the brakes. And he started to come to a complete stop. <gasps> and then we noticed this huge accident in front of us that involved, oh, like, six shit. cars and an 18-wheeler. And so imagine with all the rain going on, if the 18-wheeler hadn't stopped in time for the accident and or if we didn't see him stop we would have hit him or the cars behind us could have hit us it was just a nightmare and then luckily we got past that accident pretty quick and the rain stopped within like two minutes and then I had a full-on anxiety attack and it was stressful but we're here we made it well I'm glad well, you can take the ghost in my room if that'll make you feel better about your <laughs> terrible experience. I'm also downing this truly because of the case I'm about to talk about. Because it is um, regarding a sensitive topic. It's just kind of sad, but the case in itself is pretty gnarly. So I do enjoy the gnarly ones, so I'm excited to... Well, no, mm, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Go on. What's your story about, Sarah? <laughs> All right. So... This one is pretty well known. It is called the McMartin Preschool Trials that happened in 1983. Well, started in 1983. Hmm. If you haven't heard of this case, it's regarding child sexual assault that led to one of the or the longest and most expensive criminal trials in history. At the time, it was definitely like the longest and most expensive but i'm not sure if it is still considered it was also the earliest and largest case of that sort of the time so it's said that it may have triggered the wave of preschool sexual assault cases throughout the 1980s oh shit yeah um because apparently after this case just more came this case is also pretty controversial due to how the investigation was conducted, as well as the topic, which is child sexual abuse. The McMartin Preschool was opened in 1956 by Virginia McMartin. It's, or was, located in downtown Manhattan Beach, California. It was a family-run preschool, so Virginia's daughter, Peggy McMartin Bucky, was the administrator and pretty much ran the school as the administrator. Virginia's grandchildren and Peggy's children, Raymond or Ray Bucky, and Peggy Ann Bucky would also end up teaching there. I'm pretty sure Peggy Ann Bucky was a teacher. I know Ray was an actual teacher, but Peggy's position or role there is was not confirmed to me. And so. this was all preschool, you said, right? Yes. So, um, aside from the family, there were a few other teachers on staff there, like a handful. And the preschool was popular within the community. It had a wait list at times for okay. enrollment. Yeah, and it was actually described as premier and prestigious. The community really trusted the preschool and had a great reputation. So, people were shocked to find out the accusations made in August of 1983. So, a boy named Billy came home from attending preschool one day at McMartin. 
and he started to complain to his mom about painful bowel movements and his anus itching. His mother, Judy Johnson, also noticed blood in his underwear. So she took him to the doctors at UCLA, and medical evidence was found determining that sexual assault had taken place. Oh, shit. On August 12th, 1983, um, so probably within a couple days of her son being seen by doctors, Mm -hmm. Judy Johnson called the Manhattan Beach Police to report that her two-and-a-half-year-old son, Billy, had been (gasps) sexually assaulted at the McMartin Preschool. Oh, my God. I forget how young preschoolers are. Yeah. She even goes further as to say what exact teacher molested her son. Oh, fuck. She knew? Which was Raymond Bucky. When Judy and Billy go to the station to be interviewed, Billy names Ray Bucky as his assailant. And because of the medical evidence, Raymond Bucky was arrested on September 7th, 1983. So, at this point, Raymond... Bucky, a.k.a. Mr. Ray, by the Mm -hmm. students, had been teaching at McMartin for about two years. Apparently, he was a public school teacher and taught at McMartin, like, kind of on the side during holidays or whatever, side Mm -hmm. gig. After Ray's arrest, Manhattan Beach Police sent a letter to over 200 parents of former and current students of McMartin to warn and inform them of the situation and obviously to have them talk to their kids and let them know of anything suspicious. This, of course, created frenzy, worried parents, and apparently hundreds responded to the letter. It still had a little pushback from supportive parents who claimed that the McMartins would never do such things. So they did have some people standing by them. When police searched Ray's home, the evidence they confiscated included Playboy magazines, a graduation robe, and a rubber ducky. Oh, that (laughs) last one for me. Everything was good up until you said that last one. But mm, it's a, could be like mm. your fucking rubber ducky from childhood. Devil's right. advocate, you know? Oh, right. But yeah, that, that, mm. Yeah, aside from the rubber ducky, um, no other incriminating evidence like child pornography or yeah. any kind of suggesting stuff was found. Um, this is so, the 80s. It's like... Right. Oh my fucking god, was the internet made in the 80s? No, it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't as accessible as it is now. Yeah, whatever. I don't care if I sounded dumb. That was a. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) You know what? I'm happy, and that's all that matters. But guess what? What? Ray ended up being released this go around due to Mm. lack of evidence against him. Yep, not surprised with that one. But police continued their investigation because Judy Johnson, uh, Billy's mom, was adamant that Ray molested her son. Um, She had some pretty valid evidence. She was really pressing them and um, would not let it go, obviously. Well, I mean, it's... Would you? Yeah. I mean, mean, if a doctor... if Okay, I noticed that crap is going on with my son's butt and then a doctor says hey this is in yeah apparently they, it was evidence consistent consistent c- with consistent penetration. with rape 
Yeah. Penetration. Yeah. Something penetrating. So if they had some kind of evidence, then I, it obviously happened somewhere. How she knew it was exactly that teacher. I like, that's where I'm maybe, but I mean, obviously you can't deny the fact that something at that point had happened. And as a mom, like, fuck yeah, I'm going to find out however I can, like what the fuck happened. And that person is going to rot in hell for that. Right. Cheers. Um, (laughs) Cheers. And amen. Like I said, hundreds of parents responded to the letter that was sent out. And um, so these kids needed to be interviewed. And the police department originally handled these interviews, but then they decided to consult with an organization that helped abuse children, which was a nonprofit called Children's Institute International, or CII, as I will be calling it. Mm-hmm. So this was to aid children in talking about their abuse or possible abuse. And Key McFarland, a social worker from CII, was brought in to oversee and help conduct interviews in October or November of 1983. After Key was brought in, claims of abuse by children started to multiply. Mm-hmm. Diagnoses of sexual abuse were made on around 360 current or former students of McMartin Preschool by March of 1984. Fuck me. That is five days away from a child a day. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is 360 children out of the (gasps) 400-ish that were contacted or interviewed. Oh, how how long had this school been open? Or I um, guess so. It like opened this... in the f- 1950s, like 1954, I think I said. And this happened in 1983. When did Martin start claim? working? Ray. Or Ray? Um, did I say his name wrong? Sorry. You said that's Martin. What, that's, <laughs> that's what he fucking gets. I don't give a shit. That's how he does irrelevant. Look like a Martin when that's I show you a picture. That's how irrelevant he is to my life. How long did this fucker? Right. <laughs> He's does just a fucker. Not live in your head. <laughs> so how long was it? Uh, I guess from when he started working till when these accusations. He had worked there for about two years. Okay. When the client, the first claim. Had they had they asked people like before the, uh, he had started working there if they had been sexually abused? Yes. So some of the kids they interviewed claimed to like some of them went there when Ray wasn't teaching. Mm-hmm. Some claimed um, that they didn't know who he was. Some did know who he was, you know, as Mr. Ray. But some of those people that uh, hadn't known Ray had been sexually assaulted. No, I don't think so. I don't know okay, for sure it was on just, that one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just digging. I'm just being yeah, yeah. a nosy rosy. I didn't get all the angles because um, you'll see throughout the case that children this young being involved in such a high profile case, it's hard to have them get super a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And but the main focus was that. I fucking want to call him Martin so bad. (laughs) So the main focus was that Ray was the main perpetrator. He was the guy in the school that was doing all this shit. Mostly, yes. Okay. I really don't think I've heard this one. If I have, it has been an ounce ago. Yeah. It's uh, obviously, it's been around. 
for yeah. a while. But <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm not educated in everything uh, true crime. I try. Uh, no, it's it's rare though. It's rare that I present a case that Kristen hasn't heard of. So that's good. I know. I guess. really tantalizes <laughs> the brain. Oh God. <laughs> So I'm going to talk a little bit about the claims or allegations made by some of the children, just kind of generalized. Okay. The various claims are, of course, devastating because they involve sexual assault, but they evolve from sexual molestation claims to involving Satanism real fucking fast. Ooh. Yeah. Why? Well, this isn't a private school, right? I didn't. No. Okay. Okay. So children claimed that they partook in child pornography, and these mm. aren't their words, obviously. Like uh, what they called it was a game called Movie Star. Ugh. A naked movie star. Sorry. Ugh. And so, um, aka child porn. They described being involved in child prostitution. And when I say they, you know, it could have been one kid, a couple kids saying this. I don't have the exact numbers of yeah, they're not how gonna... many people made how many claims. But a lot of the kids made similar claims, although their stories didn't actually, like, match completely. But they all had similar claims. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Child prostitution, threats to kill the children's family and be taken away, you know, if they ever told anybody or did anything wrong. They described satanic cult rituals, such as animal slaughter, human sacrifice, and also being forced to dig up bodies. Wait, animal bodies, you mean? Not like human human bodies. What? Yeah. What the... What? What? Okay. No, 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 no. You didn't just... Like, okay, did they go to a a cemetery and dig these bodies up? Did... I don't know. What? You can't... You can't just tell me that and then not give me... Well, because imagine a three-year-old or four-year-old telling you this, like... Dude, no. Give them some, like, repressive psychosis (laughs) therapy... I what I need more detail. Okay, all right. I guess I'm. I guess I'm just googling that as soon as. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm gonna find out what the fuck that is if I can. Uh, um, another kind of out there claim that was mentioned by more than I know. This one was definitely mentioned by more than one student, which was tunnels that were under the preschool. That they would be taken through into a room to be molested in. Um, Please tell me that they investigated the claims on these tunnels and, like, found... Okay, did they find them? I'll let you know. Okay. So, two different kids that were two different ages claimed that there were tunnels behind this bathroom wall. And they both described the same location bathroom wall as to where the tunnels were that's a moaning myrtle shit but (laughs) in a way terrible worse way yeah so i am going to name one child victim of this story who was featured in the documentary that i watched on this okay and uh we'll link that of course but 
Her name is Elizabeth Choffy. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's C-I-O-F-F-I. She definitely kind of backed up some of the previous claims I mentioned, such as the tunnels, satanic drawings. She described playing the naked movie star game. And she kind of described it in more detail, saying that children were standing on like a small stage thing while one or more adult took photos of them. Um, she remembered being taken off campus to other houses at times to be assaulted. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but she said she also remembered the good memories, you know? Like the parties they'd have and whatever, so... I mean, I guess at least there's that. It's, yeah. Right. So, oh, a big thing with these claims is obviously we're talking about really young children, And um, sometimes they're not able to form thoughts or sentences or uh, properly describe what happens or how they feel. Um, And this will definitely go into play throughout the investigation and the trial and stuff. So Mm -hmm. during their investigation, police conducted a deep search for evidence such as porn, tunnels, blood or other satanic evidence i keep wanting to say satanic Satan, <laughs> and that's why i'm stuttering every time <laughs> i say satanic God damn. okay no tunnels were found on the preschool property by police no porn no other outlandish evidence do you think that maybe just maybe i mean We've heard a lot of stories about cops not properly doing their job. So just throwing it out there. Do you think that they probably just fucking missed it? I don't know if they went in depth far enough. Like they um, could have looked into some more people. And with how long this trial is and how it ended, it's it just is really fucking pathetic in my opinion yeah you think after that long of a time something would have come of it yeah it's it frustrates me and you'll just you'll see why but even though they really didn't find any hardcore evidence police continued to build a case basically running on the children's testimonies the investigation is described as being pervasive and unending kind of like a witch hunt the case has been compared to the salem witch hunt trials oh shit just you know because they're trying to hunt uh fuck not martin they want to try and hunt ray Mm -hmm. so yeah and his family pretty much damn was ray sorry you probably said this was he married with kids not yet okay Ooh, i don't like that answer (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay. i gotta pee i gotta pee go pee go pee i'm gonna pee my pants (laughs) yes like that was clearly not me Throughout the investigation, 
the McMartin family claimed their innocence the whole time, um, but were sued by many of the preschoolers' parents and families for, you know, defamation. Defamation. For just, like, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And a couple months after the allegations started, Virginia McMartin closed McMartin Preschool after being in business for 28 years. Damn. Yeah. So, like I mentioned earlier, Ray had been arrested and then released due to lack of evidence in September of 1983. But police continued to build their case on not much evidence, not a whole lot. Um, So, ultimately, in March 1984, Virginia McMartin, Peggy McMartin Bucky, Peggy Ann Bucky, and Ray Bucky were arrested along with three other female teachers who weren't family. Whoa. Yeah, they were going up against a 115-count indictment, which eventually reached more. And I saw various numbers in my research that, you know, like, it reached 208. And then I even saw it fluctuates throughout the trial from more to less. And so it's kind of confusing, but it was a lot. (laughs) So were they charged with, I guess, like uh, letting it happen and or with sexual assault themselves? So the counts included, I think, just all of the above, all of the claims and everything. Okay. And this is involving 40 of the child victims. Yeah. Out of like the 360 that were diagnosed as abused. Yeah. So during the trial, Key McFarland's methods were questioned. And remember, she was the social worker that got put in charge of the interviews with the children from CII. Mm-hmm. Uh, she used methods that were pretty common and standard, like using dolls and puppets with the children to motivate them to talk, you know, about their experiences. But like also, where they were touched or... Right. And, but apparently she was also using persuasive and suggestive interviewing techniques, mm. using very leading questions. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. Especially with young children. Especially with young, impressionable children. Yeah. Impressionable. Keyword. These interviews that Key conducted were videotaped. And I guess I didn't... I mean, I guess they didn't realize that the interview tapes would likely be used in court. But of course, the judge allowed the tapes to be reviewed by the defense. But oddly enough, the prosecutors hadn't even seen the tapes oh yeah so this wasn't anticipated by prosecutors and they were probably shitting their pants the videotapes weren't allowed to be shown or viewed in court the defense were required to view them in a monitored location Mm -hmm. basically they went to an office room in the courthouse to watch these tapes but they were all stunned the tapes definitely didn't help the prosecution Instead, they showed suggestive and leading interview questions by Key McFarland. So, just a, like one example is she told children to tell her about the yucky games they played 
saying that like oh the other kids told me about the yucky games you played so you you should tell me and just stuff like that yeah and i didn't put it in my notes but i read in a few of the articles about how she even called one of the kids don't quote me on this but like a scaredy cat for not telling her what happened yeah, just real inappropriate yeah, stuff. Yeah, if, that, if something along those lines did happen, then, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's just not Very, you... yeah, not how you handle that at all. Right. Fireable offenses, I'd say. Yeah. Key McFarlane was also dating a repo- reporter for Channel 7 who oh. blew up this freaking story. Oh, yeah, I mean, it in the in the general media it blew up, but from the get go, Channel Seven covered it, mm-hmm. and so it's assumed or rumored that Key talked about details from the case with her boyfriend, but it's not really confirmed. So oh oh my god, that's like yeah. fucking illegal. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh, oh that hanky panky will get you so much (laughs) yeah um well as i mentioned key was a social worker from cii but it turns out she had no licenses or, or certifications she just had a bachelor's degree in sociology why is this girl getting sketchier by the second I don't like that I'm saying that about a social worker, but at the same time, our social workers shouldn't be that. No, exactly. And they, even if you're licensed, I'm pretty sure there's a line drawn about diagnosing people, especially when it comes to children. Uh, I mean, she came from an institute specifically focused on abused children, but I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to diagnose people if you're not certified or licensed. And even then, you can, if you're not a doctor yeah. or psychiatrist or yeah. uh, licensed in any way to diagnose in those any things. Ways. <laughs> Anyways, um, a professional you now. Like a, you just have no authority to diagnose, let alone 360 children. Okay. As far as the children's testimonies in court, I mentioned around 360 children were diagnosed sexual abused by CII. 41 were chosen to testify in court, but only 14 ended up actually taking the stand. Wow. Yeah, because obviously uh, some children in their families feared Ray Bucky would kill them if they showed up in court. <gasps> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. No, yeah it's... Well, because of course these were probably the parents they don't, of they don't people know. who truly believe their child was abused. Yeah, they so literally have no idea. Well, I... If the children were making claims of them killing their family and taking them away, of course they'd be scared of, yeah, of Ray it, Bucky doing something crazy. It's so in the air because obviously you do have a valid claim of sexual assault that did happen. And so... Something happened at the end of the day, and so for it to unravel and to just go in this whirlwind, but oh my god. Yeah, I I truly believe, I don't know, we can get into our thoughts at the end maybe, but obviously 
some people or some parents didn't let their children testify due to fear of further trauma. And then it's like the mom just said it was Ray. She didn't even, like, what proof did she have that it was him? Right. Well, she said her son claimed it was Ray. And when they went to the police station, him himself apparently told the police it was Ray. Although I read in research that he couldn't point out or recognize Ray as his assailant from, like, a photo. And then again, he's like two and a half years old. Who's to say that, like, you want to talk about persuasive interviewing? Like, how was the mom not to say, like, oh, was Ray the one that did it to you? Or out of these Um, teachers, what name do you know how to pronounce? Ray? Okay, this is the one. I mean, I don't know. I get it. Like, as a mom, I understand you want to find out what happens. But Mm -hmm. you can't be throwing people under the bus without valid evidence. Which... If her son said it, then yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. This case. Ooh. Well, okay. So that um, the victim I mentioned earlier, Elizabeth, and the CIO last name I couldn't pronounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, her parents were also in the documentary, and they mentioned how they got the letter from the police in the mail about the situation. And they didn't know who Ray Bucky was, because in the letter it stated Ray Bucky as the assumed or the presumed assailant Assailant. so they didn't know who ray bucky was but when they asked their daughter elizabeth about ray bucky she goes oh yeah or like they asked her if she knew him and she goes oh yeah mr ray so that kind of like that's why i was saying ray you were saying martin oh i was saying (laughs) sorry i'm drunk Look at me trying to insert myself as being correct all along. Sorry. Sorry. That's that's just a typical Kristen <laughs> habit of mine. But yeah, that's creepy. And it just adds even more to the fact that Ray could possibly have really actually done it. Which, like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. So just about. So the parents were just surprised that their daughter immediately knew who he was, obviously. Also, in regards to the children testifying, just aside from their statements and their interviews that were made, just imagine the difficulty of putting a two- to five-year-old on the stand talking about molestation and sodomy and satanic cult stuff in front of a room of adults, you know? Even the thought of a two- to five-year-old going through that and having no idea of one what's happening to them and two the sense that what is happening to them to them may feel wrong but they have no knowledge of yes it's validated that in fact what is happening to me is fucked up it's just they in a sense like have to just kind of go with it and just be okay this is how life is gonna go and if I feel uncomfortable then that's just a part of it like I Mm -hmm. I can't. It really fucking upsets me with this because you're. It's the most naive mindset that you're just like morphing into this. Right. Ugh. Hmm. And so, unfortunately, at this point, the case kind of starts to slip. And it just gets messy due to the case getting passed around in the DA's office. The district attorney's Mm -hmm. office during the preliminary hearings 
the DA office was in the middle of a race for a new district attorney. So the current district attorney at the time was using this case kind of, or, you know, seemingly using this case as leverage. That's really fucking gross. To market himself as a campaign. Gross. Yeah. He basically got involved with the case more heavily because again, seemingly to help his campaign. Yeah. Fuck you. He actually ended up not winning. (laughs) Yeah. So, remember, a DA's job is to determine, basically, if a crime has or had been committed. And when a case like this gets passed around, you know, it can get messy. And apparently the elected DA that um, got elected after the one I mentioned that didn't get Uh reelected, you know, he shortly resigned after getting elected. So then... We get a new DA. Why did he resign, does it say? I didn't see okay. why. Um, I don't know. Either way. Uh, like, the doc- the documentary kind of hinted that the case may have had something to do oh. with it because he was very, I don't, but. People were just I fucking up left and right, my basically. Research. Yeah, basically, I don't want to get too into it because I don't know yeah. so much about it, but, um. Yeah, he dipped out. So the next DA for uh, that district is the one that I will be referring to for the rest of the story. And his name is Ira Rayner. After this, in about two years after the initial allegations, charges for five of seven teachers being investigated were dropped due to lack of evidence. So, this was for Virginia McMartin, which was the grandma, Peggy Ann Buckley, which was her granddaughter and Peggy's daughter, Mm -hmm. Babette Spittler, Betty Rader, and Mary Ann Jackson. So, those last three were the three teachers that were non-family that got indicted. Okay. So, everyone except Peggy McMartin Bucky and Ray Bucky. Okay, no. Got their charges. You know, that's why I wanted to say Martin, because the last name was Martin. McMartin. McMartin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I figured it out. I was like, I know I'm saying Martin for a reason. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Okay, so um, sorry. And something, just like a little note, it doesn't like come into play, but it is just notable that uh, for these five teachers whose charges were dismissed... They weren't acquitted. They were just dropped or, you know, dismissed. So mm. they weren't acquitted of anything. And so, I don't know. That I just found that kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. In July of 1987, which is four years into the damn thing, the trial of Peggy and Ray Becky begins. Judge... Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 judge william pounders described the feeling of going into court as going to war because he knew it was going to be tough and he felt like he wasn't going to make it out alive (laughs) sorry i'm sorry i'm making really dramatic faces because that was a really dramatic response but i i do understand when when you have like the lives of children 
on the line. Like, obviously, it does feel like a war. And it should be, because that's the fucking future of the nation. You know, it's a controversial case. It's a media frenzy. Okay, I'm so sorry. Controversial. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Comment. Comment. Have I been saying it wrong the whole time? No, okay. So... (laughs) Hey, send us an email. How do you say controversial? Controversial. Let us know. It just really grinds my gears Anyways. when I hear it, but you All know. Right. I, I'm just fine. not going to say that word again. You know what, guys? We really do love each other at the end of the day. It's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, you bitch. <laughs> Look at you deciding to be funny all of a sudden. Okay. <laughs> The credibility of Judy Johnson, who was the original person to claim that her son was sexually assaulted, was questioned during this trial. Uh-huh. Um, she was apparently an alcoholic. Uh, and oh, no, Judy. That's her name, right, Judy? Oh, no, Judy. Mm-hmm. Judy, Judy. You got that one. I also read in a source that she had been recently diagnosed with acute schizophrenia. <gasps> oh, shit. Talking mushrooms, that's not good for the case. And in other articles, there were mentions of her being like psychotic. So I'm Judy. not completely sure. Yeah, I'm not completely sure. She like, couldn't about have the like schizophrenia. She thing couldn't have paid the nanny to her... say something. Just right. <laughs> You're making uh, yourself look really bad here, Judy. I want to be on your side. Yeah. But... Well. And it gets worse, oh, dude. Man. Just like, well, I, every, I hope this never Every is side us. is coming at me, and I just am really, like, I don't know which way to look. I don't, mm-hmm. uh, I just got goosebumps. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so, in this go-round for the, you know, this trial, the DA and the judge, they all agreed that it would be a really good idea to get Judy Johnson in to testify in court, because she, she was the first a ledger and it would probably be a key part to play oh for sure but the day she was supposed yeah the day she was supposed to testify she called the judge and told him that she didn't want to he tried to assure that she would be protected and that they would make her comfortable because he didn't want to lose her as a witness and Unfortunately, that night, Judy Johnson is said to have drank herself to death. <gasps> she died? She died. <gasps> cause of death, alcohol-related liver failure. Judy! Judy. She was never deeply investigated. Judy, honey. Oh, shit. That yeah. took a turn. So the current DA and judge on this trial... Um, they weren't aware that Judy was a alcoholic or anything, so this all kind of came to a shock. Wait, they found it out during the trial that she was an alcoholic. Afterwards, yeah, when when they okay. decided that she would be a key witness, obviously the defense much, is going to go after her. Yeah, so pretty much. That day when she didn't want to come in and she died is, or around that time they found out she was a supposed alcoholic. Well, yeah, because she drank her, oh, 
Judy. Yeah. Another interesting witness in the trial was an informant from the jail. His mm. name is George Freeman. Freeman. Uh, he was brought in to testify and told the court that Raymond had confessed everything to him. Apparently, cops would often put snitches in jail cells with other inmates, especially ones in high-profile cases Mm -hmm. that they had trouble getting information out of, you know, or having trouble getting them to talk. So George shared a cell with Ray Bucky for less than two days, about 48 hours. He claimed that Ray confessed to him that Ray had been doing kitty porn since he was 14. Oh, Right. So he was doing kitty porn while he was a kitty. Exactly. Okay. Ugh. And, uh, but I don't know if George would have been the best informant to trust, honestly. Because God damn, why don't you put a plain clothes cop in there? God damn it. Use what? your fucking brain. Why are you going to throw someone in there that's fucking. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm yeah, sorry. Cause... When are we going to start using our brains? In cases, instead of using other criminals that, when you throw <laughs> on the fucking defense stand, are People unreliable. People you see as worthless who yeah. aren't. You don't. They're fucking unreliable, and their word is shit, because they're a criminal, and they're in fucking jail. I'm sorry. I have two brain cells, and I can put that together. Why can't people who have a... F- maybe train them more than six months. I don't know. Okay. Rant over. Done. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's Okay. When George was on the stand, uh, he was getting cross-examined, and apparently he was getting asked about his own credibility and reliability, and he admitted on the stand that he's not credible, he's not reliable. Like, I I should have quoted it, but he, you know, it was something like, oh, Mr. George, would you agree that... Because of blah, 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 you're not very credible or re- reliable yourself. And he goes, correct. Don't you think that that <laughs> he, he should... just straight up, like, admitted it. Okay, so, like, if, if we just decide that it's okay to let criminals into jail sales because we want them to rat on other criminals, shouldn't we at least, like, run a diagnosis on that criminal to make sure that they would be fucking valid to say that they wouldn't be sketchy as soon as they got up on stand? Like, I don't... Only if they're licensed. Only if they're a licensed (laughs) psychiatry, criminology major. Anything official, okay? If you want to be an arsonist, gotta have a degree. Three years later, prosecution... (laughs) (laughs) prosecution and defense rested and the jury began to deliberate and didn't take them too long to deliberate and Peggy and Ray were found not guilty Mm -hmm. should I uh, wait should I be upset about that (laughs) well I don't know because do you think these children were being molested (sighs) Maybe it was your storytelling. <laughs> I know. I meant to add. I'm I joking. literally have an, I ha- I have an empty bullet point in between the last. Oh, sh- yeah. The last two things I said mm-hmm. is an empty bullet point because I meant to add in how long 
the jury deliberated for and i fucking <clears throat> well no forgot. i'm a little i'm a little tipsy and my main focus was on ray okay did, did peggy have convincible stuff there was there was like no evidence against peggy she was just the administrator of the school she okay was... no so your storytelling was good i okay i think that yeah that i just was there was valid. not everything is always focused on ray although peggy i mean like if because uh, I... I think because it would just seem like she would have known and let it all happen because I she guess. ran the school okay yeah so that, that makes sense it's it's hard to let that one go sort of so i obviously i can see why this is so controversial controversial because it (laughs) is it's a it's a literal teeter-totter it's a fucking seesaw at the same time children are saying that something is going on and i really do believe that even though judy bless her heart judy may have had some issues going on in her life Mm -hmm. the doctors did validate the claims that her son was sexually assaulted so i Right. I, and whether it was by people at McMartin Preschool, or, we don't know. It yeah. Have been, who yeah. knows? Like, I, how she got that connection to Ray is where I get a little, like, blurred, I guess, in mm-hmm. the case. But at the same time, there was evidence with her. As for the other children and the investigation methods and everything, yes, that is a little sus. And, like, I want to put a pin mark on that one. But I do think that there was something going on as to who did it or the proof that was brought up against them. I don't think that there was any. I think it was just a really random accusation where you can't, as much as... And I'm, I I don't know. She said her child, but at the same time, she was experiencing things that, to a rational person, you could say it was false, potentially. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That, I, I, I'm sounding controversial, so I can see how this is controversial. I can see, <laughs> I can see both sides of it. Please don't come for me. I see both sides. I'm playing devil's advocate. No, oh my god okay, yeah everyone's gonna hate Speaking, me it's fine but no, it, it's, it's confusing fine. it's confusing it's like oh it my is. god it's this literally... and also there's more than one child who claims they definitely like yeah experienced believe. something so something was yeah. for sure going on but as to say like who did it for sure i do not know based on what i was told right so it's just uh i don't know it's well, it's okay it's yeah. so <sighs> tune in in next week guys because we're gonna be doing the same exact thing because wowzers am i getting the same type of fucking brain fart steam out of my ear kind of feeling (laughs) because i'm left really confused and i don't think i know which one's the right answer and i think uh yeah this next case is really emulates that it's kind of freaky how we mirrored it Hmm. but it's it's cool well, it's not over yet. Oh, shit. So. Sorry. I was about to do the ending. Let's go. Let's get into this. <laughs> so speaking of both sides, protesters from both sides of the verdict were marching outside of the courthouse. The protesters on the side of believing the children mm-hmm. kind of created the mantra, believe the children. 
mantra. So they fully believe that if a child is telling you that they were sexually assaulted, that you need to believe them. Obviously, parents and children were devastated and terrified. Parents who believed the abuse happened kind of took matters into their own hands. Um, After this verdict was made, they formed a little group and got a team together to search and dig for the supposed tunnels at McMartin Preschool because they thought that the police didn't do a thorough job. Me and you if we lived in that town. Mm Mm-hmm. Us and our little iPhone flashlights and like a... (laughs) A little joint, a little shovel. Swiss Army knife. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do the Swiss Army knife, get it on shovel setting and just... (laughs) Like I mentioned, the Manhattan PD searched for the tunnels in 1984 and didn't find anything. So the parents got granted one month to excavate the site on their own, you know, within their team. Mm Mm-hmm. They hired an archaeologist to conduct the excavation, and apparently he was a tunnel expert, maybe, or... Supposedly. So they start digging under the building at first, um, throughout the sides, and then they start to dig from the floor inside of the building, you know, in the rooms and stuff. They go through the floor, down... And the archaeologist that was hired determined that there was indeed evidence of a small underground tunnel system <gasps> that, that had been filled in or covered shut up, up with dirt. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. No. No. So you might be asking, like, oh, it was like a covered up, filled in tunnel. Like, what when proof? They have done that. What scientific... Like, what- I need scientific evidence. I need facts. I need documentation. I need you to okay, tell okay, me okay. it all right now. So this theory does fall through a little bit. I'll okay. tell you in a, in a second. But when it was believed that these tunnels are discovered, apparently some suspect that the police didn't do a great job at... Um, blocking off the premises of McMartin Preschool during the trials and stuff, Mm -hmm. and that the family and uh, employees apparently had access to the building. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, for this theory of the tunnels being there and then filled in came from, oh, like they must have filled in the tunnels during this year span of when they had access to the preschool during the trials. But so they're trying to say that the parents, on their free time, went, dug a tunnel, and no, then filled no, it back no, up? No. No, no, no. That they filled up the tunnels? The parents hired the archaeologist. To dig up a tunnel. The archaeologist. And then fill it back up. Dug to find evidence of a tunnel system. He found a, what seemed Looked like, like a, a tunnel, tunnel system system that had been filled in and covered up with dirt so it wasn't a tunnel anymore technically and so parents and other people kind of speculated that the mcmartin family had access to the preschool to refill the tunnels okay to cover themselves up i thought you were trying to say that these parents were off their rocker a little bit dug up a fake tunnel and then filled it up 
No, in order sorry to make if evidence. I worded okay. that wrong. Nope, nope, um, nope. You're yeah, good. I, okay. I'm just one too many so, big glasses of wine. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> some things that led this archaeologist to believe that these this was a tunnel that was filled in was some things that they found while they were digging down there. Um, they found a bunch of trash and debris, animal bones, and even a small circular plate object that had a pentagram symbol on it. Another item that they found was a plastic sandwich bag with like Mickey Mouse pattern faces on it. And it had a production date of way later than when the preschool was built so the fact that it was found under the preschool was kind of suspicious like a tunnel oh like they used outs oh and then it was mickey mouse outside okay, dirt did it, did it say in. what year that the bag was from uh mm-hmm. in my research it it totally said it i'm sorry i did not it was in the 80s, I think, like, or was it the, the 70s. year that Ray was there? I don't remember. I didn't oh. put the dates in my notes. I'm so it's sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But the production date was more recent, and so it was years after the school had been built. So the yeah, fact so that the sandwich sure bag was under the insinuated building. Insinuated a tunnel was there. How did it get there? A t- fucking tunnel, I'll tell ya. Either... You know, a kid was walking through the tunnel and dropped their sandwich baggie. Or, or they were being fucking... Oh, or the dirt dropped. from outside and trash from outside got put in the empty tunnels to fill up the tunnels to hide them. Oh. So there's a couple oh. of different... There's that's a couple a good, of different ways all of this trash too. and debris yeah. ended up down there. But either way, um, it was a tunnel that they were filling or bringing someone through oh shit another reason why they believed that they discovered a tunnel system was because when they were digging um under the room areas within the preschool like under the floorboards and stuff they found what looked like could have been a space consistent with a walkway it was very small but had kind of an arched roof type structure shape Mm -hmm. and of course these findings made the parents who hired and put the team together hired the archaeologist and put the team together these findings please them to say the least yeah because in their minds in their opinion or whatever their theory is being proven that you know kids say there's tunnels there's tunnels but that archaeologist report was debunked by peer reviews of other professionals, oh. stating that the tunnels they found were the ones they created themselves oh. while digging. <laughs> That's a fucking slap in the face if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Um, and I read something else about how trash could have ended up down there and debris like that because... In the olden days, you know, people would dig out places to put their trash, but that doesn't really relate to... Yeah, but it's in the olden days that doesn't relate, correlate to right, a right. new so piece really of trash, yeah, that came after the fucking building was Yeah, made. so I would like to, you know, and these reports, who knows 
what this archaeologist wrote in his freaking report. He could the bag could have been found in a bush on the side of the building and they say they found it under the building and that gets dramatized to three feet under the building in the dirt it was found you know so who knows who knows how that bag got there um it's just there's a lot of ways to look at these things so still with no new evidence the da ira that i mentioned earlier decided to retry the case a little over six years after the initial allegations damn okay because during that first trial, when Peggy and Ray were both tried and not found guilty, the jury was actually deadlocked on 13 charges against Ray. Oh. So, Ray Bucky was taken to trial for a second time. But can alone. you not... Wait, can't you not do that? Um, I guess not if it's for charges that you're deadlocked on. Because he wasn't found guilty for all of the charges. He was... Because they were deadlocked the, on the okay. four, 13. Okay. I think... I mean, I don't know law very well, so... Oh, my God. I took a law class. I really should know this, but... I know you can't get tried for the same thing twice, but... Right. If you and so these are If for, they were deadlocked, then... Yeah, these are charges that he weren't he wasn't found not guilty of or yeah. anything. So it was like a mistrial. Mm-hmm. Well, right? I don't know. I we we no, don't know because we're about we to have what, one, girly. You'll see. Okay, we don't know what we're talking about if you haven't figured it out by this point. But uh, we know how to read articles really well, so that's what the article said. <laughs> Click on our resources if you have any questions. Right. So, this time, Ray was alone, going to trial, facing, I think, eight of the 13 counts that were deadlocked. I also read in a source that it was a different number, so that was kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But anyways, you know, at this point, like I said, this was six years into it already. These preschool-age children are now six years older they've grown up with this trial in their lives they've grown up with the case they've the fucking trauma in a courtroom practically and Mm. gosh like that's just an i have goosebumps like it's just insane to me i couldn't imagine having to go to a courtroom and basically explain or to rehear why this person is on stand to go to jail for something that they did to you like Mm mm-hmm for and like the next six years, yeah, for the next six years of your life, you have to go every day through experiencing that. I, mm-hmm. God bless those children. They and then really didn't deserve that. And then imagine just everything they face outside of the courtroom as well, like and just before coping with that shit. Yeah, and like even before all this fucking happened, I mean, just like the events that led them there. It's all just yeah. like they're a lolly dolly fucking little kid and then all they know is trauma and court and trauma god no way no way to live a childhood okay so ray bucky was cross-examined for three days by pamela Mm bozenich bozenich 
Yeah, she it's actually hard, atten- ain't it? Yeah, I do this too. I'm yeah. It, I feel like I'm the only one though. I'm special. Well, I haven't had any tough names yet. I don't think it's all been pretty straightforward. Yeah, just wait until next week. I get national, international. Mm. Fun. Um. So Pamela, she actually attended McMartin Preschool herself. So this was a little close to home. But the first question she asked Ray was, why do you like children? And he says, because they're so honest. <gasps> Sorry. Not looking great, Ray. Okay. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. She said in the documentary I watched something about how, like, she should have just sat down and ended it, ended the questioning right exactly. then and there. Exactly. Yeah. She but, should have. Um, Guilty. She felt there was just more to go into she it. She probably so. felt like she was on a roll. I mean, I get that. <laughs> right? After the first question, hell yeah. She's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to win this. <laughs> yeah. Proceeds. But. <laughs> <laughs> this trial didn't last as long as the first one. In July of 1990, after three short, or some would say long, months the prosecution and the defense both rested. The jury was hung again. Mm. And a mistrial was declared. Such a mess. Yeah. Honestly. But I mean, um, so I, we, I can't blame them. I'm kind of hung. Yeah, but also this leads to the district attorney, Ira Rayner, dropping all the charges against Ray Bucky. Shit. So, Ray Bucky spent five years in jail. Um, so, there's when, no way that he could have gotten tried for this again, right, at this point? I don't know, dude. Because they're, like, dropped. He, like, spent time in jail. I don't think. I don't think. So, Ray Bucky ended up spending five years in jail. And Peggy, his mom, whenever she was going through the shit in the first trial, she spent about two years in jail. After seven years and $15 million. Holy guacamole. The McMartin preschool trial ended. And regardless of if you think the abuse happened, this case is extremely frustrating with how things were conducted and handled um, in, in multiple ways. And as for the rest of the McMartin family, some would say they got let go easy, you know, uh, depending on where you stand on things. Mm -hmm. The family themselves claim that their lives have been destroyed and they've gotten everything, you know, taken away from them, Mm -hmm. which is true. Yeah. Um, Either both ways are equally valid. Right. Right. Um, they were upstanding in the community and obviously felt <laughs> degraded by this whole thing. They missed time with their families while the seven original indicted were, you know, in jail. And so it, it's it's sad, but also I'm still torn. So I'm not saying that I, I believe they're, like, innocent. I, I'm very torn, so... Also, within the aftermath of the trial were new protocols put into place for interviewing children of sexual abuse. And this is because of Key McFarland's techniques 
within her interviewings. So that's kind of cool that yeah. things improved after that. Mm-hmm. Also, within the aftermath, some children have come forward saying they actually weren't abused and they were coerced. Yeah, I'm surprisingly not surprised by that. Oh, right. Yeah, not surprised. For example, Kyle Sapp was eight years old in 1984 when he first talked to authorities. And he said that he was kind of coerced into admitting abuse, but all along he knew it wasn't true. And that it, the whole case, the accusations of abuse and everything going on just overtook his family. And it's pretty wild. So... Um, the other child victim I mentioned earlier, Elizabeth Choffee, Coffee, uh, she is like adamant that she was abused and has memories of it. So we have children on both sides saying they were and were not abused. Mm -hmm. And not only were they not abused, they were coerced and not only were they abused, but they they have specific memories and and all of this so fuck man it'll take it'll freaking i feel like uh like i'm the rope in a game of tug of war (laughs) yeah i think um i think i'm left with nothing but kind of an empty feeling inside that i'm gonna try and drink after the show (laughs) trying to figure out what the fuck happened here because i I'm left baffled. It can go either or. Yeah, and I didn't really think about this when I was doing my research, but you could say that this, because of the medical evidence of abuse, like this could be somewhat of a, an unsolved case, and that can really it leave for sure the victims unsolved. and their families really in a rough spot. And no, a thousand percent. If it's. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. I don't really know the extent as to what trauma goes into a doctor saying, oh, this was for sure sexual assault or not. But the, I, I do think it's telling that a doctor were to say, hey, this does go with saying that your son was sexually assaulted. And I mean, if it, if this were more than just Judy saying, hey, my son were sexually assaulted because a doctor said so, if they could get actual medical records saying, yes, this doctor's opinion stated that, then mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, a thousand percent it's an unsolved case. Something happened there. Maybe to the extent that it happened was a bit misleading and coerced, but to just fully outright say, no, nothing happened, I mean... I think that would be outlandish, but yeah, fuck, man, both I, outlandish. So, oh, I can, I, I can see why you told me I needed a drink because mm-hmm. God, damn, God, right. there's nothing. I'm empty. I'm empty inside, yeah, and we're almost done. <laughs> oh my God! Stop <laughs> doing this. Okay. All right. This just, is the last just, little section. I just promise. Just fuck up my life even a little bit more. I keep thinking it's <laughs> it's over. You just keep throwing more on me. It's fine. The McMartin <laughs> family. Where are they now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Please tell me. I'm half wanting them to be okay. Half wanting them in hell. 
Well, you're about right. So, well, I don't know if they're in hell, okay? But they're not alive. The preschool was demolished in 1991. Maybe the preschool went to hell. I don't know. Virginia McMartin, who, remember, she opened the preschool and was grandma in this family. She Mm -hmm. passed away in 1995 at age 88. So before this whole trial stuff kind of ended, but she had already been cleared or not cleared but her stuff was dismissed so ray attended law school after the trial and then changed his name and apparently moved to the northwest and has a wife and a son Mm Hmm. okay and um i believe that the three teachers that were indicted that also had their charges dismissed i'm pretty sure they changed their names. I'm not positive if all of them did, but from what I read, I can imagine them, them. Yeah, I can imagine continue them teaching their names. Yeah, but they continue teaching like they. And again, I don't know if it's all of them, but they went on with their lives. I could definitely imagine them if they continue to teach, changing their yeah. names. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm. I mean... And moved, of course, but... I know. Fuck. They did not have Google in the 80s. There was no way that they would have been able to look this person up and be like, oh my god. Alright, well, one side of this story claims that it was built on false abuse claims, manufactured evidence, and the attention of the media. The other side claims that the abuse 100% happened and they are devastated that no one was convicted or held accountable. So it's left to us to decide where our own opinions and feelings fall and what we believe happened. Um, And of course, I wasn't able to fit in all the information and facts in this episode Uh, You know, I included most of the major stuff, but check it out. Let us know what you think, you know, were the McMartins or a certain McMartin guilty or was it all or hardly hoopla? Hoopla! (laughs) Hoopla! All shut. Now I can officially say I'm left empty because... Check. We're officially at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Well. Sorry to kill your buzz. Cheers to... There's really not anything that we can cheers to with this one because it's just really fucking tragic and I'm left with a cold feeling and... Gotta say cheers to my son's good health. I don't know. Yeah, of course. Cheers. Because, like, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Your son is in preschool. Yeah. Thanks for giving me nightmares for the rest of my life. It's fine. It's cool. This is why. Let me know if he waves at your friend again. Yeah, it's fine. That's why. (laughs) That's why we come on to the show to fuck up our lives and hear about weird friends waving to us. So. Until next time, guys, this has been Red Run. And Red Wine. Bye. We're waving bye.